0: Well, hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. This is our um, first attempt properly at a podcast, Rough Giraffe. I think you're calling it the podcast for the commuting masses.
1: Yes, we want you to start the week as you mean to go on. Rough. I'm hoping people will enjoy it. I hope so too. We've got lots to talk about, so let's get started.
0: Deep from the jungle of the African Congo to the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow you'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs making a podcast called rock your <laughs> <laughs> So have we got any April news? Uh, News of April the giraffe. Has she had that baby yet?
1: Okay, so I'm just checking on Google and it looks like April the giraffe still has not given birth. For those that haven't heard of April the giraffe, she is due to give birth any moment and has a live webcam feed through YouTube so that you can watch the moment it happens as soon as the baby falls out of her Everyone around the world will be able to witness it live.
0: It's become popular everywhere, watching the webcam.
1: It reminds me of when Prince William and Kate were having baby George and everyone was speculating about when the baby would be born. But this is with giraffes. And I don't remember there being a live webcam feed on Kate when she was giving birth. <laughs> so maybe it's not like that at all. Well, I'm saying nothing. So while we all have eyes on April the giraffe, there's been another giraffe born in Denver, I believe. And his name's Dobby. Right. I mean, the zookeepers didn't even know she was pregnant. The mum had managed to hide it really well. She was wearing baggy jumpers and just telling people, oh, it's just a little bit of winter weight. I'll get rid of it in the summer. (laughs) And then out pops Dobby. And everyone's like, oh, a baby giraffe. Oh, in real life, not on the telly. Nah, let's go back and look at April. I mean, we should really be satisfied with the fact we've already got now a, a new baby giraffe. But no, we want to actually see it with our own eyes, all the slime and grime and dirt. We want to actually see that baby fall out of April. So with all these giraffe pregnancies, I thought this week's fact would be about giraffe mating. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Then I'll play the jingle. I know
0: nothing
1: about giraffes. Then listen to these facts about giraffes. Facts about your raps facts about your raps facts about your raps facts about your raps
0: facts about your raps
1: so before they mate yeah the male giraffe he rubs the buttocks of the female giraffe with his neck yeah and then she does a little wee in his mouth and he gargles it around a bit and if it's got all the right hormones in he then licks her tail and if she fancies him she's like all right then she assumes the position i am your mother
0: i don't think we're having that discussion
1: If she doesn't like the look of him, she just walks away and goes and find another ma- male's mouth to wee in. That is my giraffe fact. Okay. It's a bit disgusting, but I also think it's fascinating that the male giraffes can detect the hormones. I agree there. So that's it for Giraffe Facts this week. Mum, uh, I'm sure you'll have a great fact for us next week. And if not, you'd better find one.
0: Guess who isn't coming to dinner? Guess who isn't coming to dinner So Stacey, this is the part of the podcast where we have to guess who's not coming to dinner Great, I've set the table I've scoured the obituaries and found some famous people who unfortunately will not be coming to dinner And every week I will give you a clue as to a famous person I'm going to have to try and guess who it is well, obviously, I won't because I already know. So here is the first set of clues for guess who's not coming to dinner.
1: I thought they were coming to dinner, so I'm a little sad that they've died, but go
0: ahead. He was the son of a grocer, and at the age of five, he decided he was an atheist. He worked in a bank for four years and then went into television and was very irritated by the fact that that his face was so famous he could no longer go into the pub. He landed his first show for the BBC in 1974. He also worked in radio. He had a record in the charts that reached number 21 and he wrote two memoirs, Is It Me in 2000 and Mustn't Grumble in 2006. He received A Knighthood in 2005. So that's your set of clues for guess who's not coming to dinner now then stacy do you have any idea who it might be so far or would you like another clue <laughs> well
1: I, I think i do know who that one is but i won't say and we'll leave it to our listeners to get in contact with us on twitter at rough pod to let us know who they think that might be and we'll give you the answer next week you may not find a question interesting But we're going to save the answers anyway. Now it's time for Poll of the Week. Although we don't have any listeners yet, I've asked our followers on Twitter, of which we have ten already.
0: Is that true?
1: Yeah, so I've asked them a question. Okay. I'm going to ask you the same question and see if your answer matches up to theirs. OK, so you don't know what the question is that I've asked, do you? No. OK, so although we've got 10 followers, we actually had 12 votes in this poll. So it's a multiple choice question and the listeners have had to vote for which one they think is the best answer. And I'm then going to tell you which one was the
0: most popular choice. OK.
1: So the question is, what is the most difficult quiz on TV?
0: Um, which three quizzes... I think are most difficult on the t v
1: yeah now do, do you think you can guess what choices were given?
0: um, let me think, I would say university challenge, yes, mastermind, yes, and um what's family fortunes in there <laughs> <laughs> don't make me <coughs> don't make me laugh, I've still got my chest inflection, So. <laughs> I would say then, University Challenge, Mastermind, and well, my favourite is Connect... Connect Four? (laughs) Connect Four? Not Connect Four. Only Connect. (laughs) Okay, that makes a
1: bit more sense. I didn't realise they'd put Connect Four on TV, although they have shows like The Tipping Point, which is basically the amusements at 2P Machine on TV, so I wouldn't be surprised if Connect Four was the next thing to make it. So anyway, you're right. Uh, The choices were University Challenge, Mastermind and Only Connect in that order because that's how they appear now on a Friday night because there's nothing like sitting in, watching quizzes on a Friday night and then maybe getting drunk, waking up on a Saturday morning and they're repeated again and suddenly you think, oh my God, I'm so much more intelligent after a few beers. It's almost as if the answers are coming to me on the heavens but no you watched it last night and forgot about it so what which do you think is the most difficult quiz
0: if i watch mastermind Mm. i can answer generally more than 10 questions right
1: yes and i think it's getting easier as well
0: so then if i watch university challenge Mm -hmm. i may answer four or five questions right and fluke a couple of others just by randomly shouting a number.
1: I love University Challenge because they have some really interesting or kooky or nerdy contestants on there. There's been one recently, I can't remember which university he's with, but he's called Monkman, and he answers all his questions by shouting. It's very funny.
0: If I watch... can I was going to say Connect for again. <laughs> if I watch Only Connect then i am really happy if i just managed to get one section of the wall done so i think that's that's the order then easiest to hardest mastermind university challenge and connect four <laughs> and only connect
1: and you are correct with 75% of the votes only connect is the most difficult uh, university challenge got 25% of the votes and mastermind got 0 if I was on masterminds, my specialist subject would have to be something that I deal with every day, I suppose. My life revolves around my work, which is urology, but my other specialist subjects would be beer or cats. So if I was doing urology, I'd probably do it about catheters through history. Okay. Did you know, for example, that up until the 11th century, people would use straw or even onion leaves as catheters because they were hollow? And then in the 11th century, they started using metals and and usually used silver because uh, it has some antiseptic properties.
0: Is that true? My God, we know some useless information between us.
1: So that's the poll for this week. Uh, We should set one for next week. Would you like to pick a
0: subject? Um, I thought we can have, what's your favourite biscuit? OK, that's fine, we can do that. Now, it is said that um, a lot can be told from a person by the type of biscuit they eat. So, what you need to know is if I have a biscuit, it's a packet of biscuits.
1: Yeah, you're not really one for a single biscuit, are you? I would like to offer three candidates for best biscuit candidates this is like the biscuit
0: apprentice uh, no i know everybody will have their best biscuit so i don't know whether you should make this an open vote or we just choose from my three favorites
1: well a multiple choice question would be much easier and we should choose from yours i think
0: okay my three favorite biscuits are in no particular order hobnobs
1: a classic for dipping in tea. Yeah, ginger nuts. They have to be perfectly crisp, though. Got to be super crunchy for a ginger nut. Because if they get a little bit of sogginess in them, they're almost inedible. So what's your third choice? The old malted milk. Oh, they're okay. To me, they're a baby's biscuit. Just imagine them sucking on one for three hours.
0: Thank you. I will have you know that malted milk is not baby food. Although, uh, I remember that if you put four malted milk biscuits into some hot milk and put them in the blender, it does taste like Horlicks.
1: Oh, I have to say that sounds revolting. Have you tried it with any other biscuits,
0: like ginger nuts or Hobnobs? I have never tried it with ginger nuts, or in that case Hobnobs. I have. Just bought myself a smoothie maker, though, so I could be trying that. (laughs) A smoothie maker is meant for blending
1: down fruit to make healthy drinks, not for you to grind down your biscuits into a more palatable dust so that you can consume them more easily. Some
0: nice hobnob and raspberry smoothies, perhaps?
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. So you're going to mix the fruit in with the biscuits because that makes it so much better.
0: Well, we'll see if anybody's got any really unusual smoothie recipes that I can try out in my new smoothie maker. My
1: favourite biscuit is probably a Shrewsbury biscuit or a Garibaldi, something that's got the hard currants in it. But I don't suppose they lend themselves uh, well to being smoothed or smoothied, whatever the term is.
0: So, if you'd like to tweet us, is that right? Tweet us.
1: Yep, tweet us on Twitter
0: at what's our tweeting address?
1: At Rough Pod, and I'll use the hashtag Poll of the Week. P O L L, not P O L E. Poll of the Week, and you can vote on which is your favourite biscuits of Mum's choice. There you go.
0: So, if you'd like to Twitter us there and make your biscuit choice. And also, let us know what you think. Uh, we take cruel criticism. <laughs> oh, like water off a duck's back. Indeed. Just to know someone's there would be lovely.
1: Yeah, so remember, the choices are hobnob, ginger nuts, and malted milk.
0: What's your favourite? I know which mine is, but um, I can't vote. Well, I could, but then Stacy will know. And I'm not clever enough to have covert emails, Twitters, or whatever it is I need.
1: Yes, let's make this a fair vote. I think there's been plenty of votes recently which have been a little bit dubious. So uh, no rigging, no swaying of the vote. Let's have this impartial and everyone tell us what their favourite
0: is from your choices. You'll do all the technical stuff. I'll just eat the biscuits. Obviously, I had to buy a packet of each of the biscuits to make absolutely sure which ones were my favourites.
1: Hang on a second. I thought you'd just come up with this question today. Have you eaten all the biscuits?
0: I'm feeling a bit bloated, but we're okay. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of that wonky
1: cat? He'll look twice than any cat. Kippa, hey that's Kippa, the wonky cat. Hey Kippa, how are you doing? <coughs> so Kippa, you are known as being a very wise cat who has always given us advice. <coughs> Humans have some great sayings which we call proverbs and I wonder whether you, being as wise as you are, could improve them. <coughs> Shall we give it a go? So today's proverb is People living in glass houses shouldn't throw stones (coughs) Yes, I know you like sleeping in the greenhouse (coughs) Yes, I'm also aware you've boycotted the neighbour's greenhouse Because he offended you (coughs) Well, he thought you were a pregnant girl cat Nesting under his potting table (coughs) It did motivate you to lose some weight though, didn't it? So, Kipper, how would you rewrite the proverb, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones? Well, there you have it, folks. Cats sleeping in glass houses are not always nesting queens. They may be just fat boy cats. That's catchy. Thanks, Kipper. See you next week. It's time for Stacey's Medical I want to tell you the story of a man who had a seizure every time he did a Sudoku puzzle.
0: It's not one of those urban myths, is it? This is true. So
1: back in 2010, there was this young chap living in Germany, he was studying in university. He went on a skiing holiday. And while he was there, he got unfortunately got caught in an avalanche. Okay. And he was stuck under the snow for a long time, and his brain was deprived of oxygen for 15 minutes. And then he got out and, you know, had a few cuts and bruises and whatever, but otherwise made a good recovery. Then fast forward to a month later, he's having a relax at home and uh, doing a Sudoku puzzle, and he suddenly has a seizure. Right. And the doctors can't quite work out what's going on. And then every time he tries to do a Sudoku puzzle, he has another seizure. And um, they worked out that the Sudoku puzzles were setting him off because his brain was getting overexcited by trying to arrange the numbers. You know how some people with epilepsy can't look at flashing lights because the flashing lights overwhelm certain parts of their brain. Yes. This was acting in the same way. So there's his sort of visual spatial sort of part of his brain that orders the sudoku puzzle was getting overwhelmed because that's the part that was deprived of oxygen when he was stuck in the avalanche
0: that's interesting because i've just been watching a program on the bbc and uh, this woman had half of her brain removed i couldn't imagine it half her brain removed the uh, right side of her brain was removed And now, apart from she's got some weakness in her hand and her leg, she's perfectly okay. That's crazy. She walks around, she does dancing, she's got married, she's had a child, she teaches, but with half a brain. How, How does that happen? I don't know. That is like amazing. Yeah. Apparently, she was very young, only two or three. when they took the half of her brain out because she was having so many fits. Mm. But she was only two or three years old when they did it. And they think that the brain has rewired itself because she was so young. The brain's very plastic. The human body's just amazing. So apart from that being amazing, I've sort of got to thinking, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. What about if somebody could live perfectly well with half a brain? Is it possible to transplant the other half of a brain into somebody else who's possibly brain damaged and their brain wire up to the new bit? I'm sure somebody has tried it somewhere.
1: Oh, I'm sure there have been plenty of attempts at brain transplants, not necessarily in humans, but yeah, I'm sure they've been doing it in monkeys and rabbits and rats and mice Uh,
0: i wonder if if it was that good we'd hear about it
1: oh no i disagree can you imagine the uproar there'd be if they were doing human brain transplants no this is definitely something they'd keep quiet
0: does the person who's had the new half of the brain then become the person whose half of the brain it was so in effect they are not having a brain transplant the half of brain is having a a full body transplant because if you really are your brain and that's what makes you you then the body is just the shell and the brain is the thing that is not transplanted
1: i think this is the plot of a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> when you get someone gets half the brain and it's half a brain of a serial killer and now they're on the rampage. So whose body do you want to be transplanted into? Angelina Jolie. No question.
0: No question.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's probably enough medical madness from us this week. But we'll have more next week. And if you have any interesting medical cases, then let us know and we can mention them on the show. Just get in touch with us on the twitter at rough giraffe pod or follow us on facebook and you can even email us at rough podcast at gmail.com
0: how many sleepstill still mums in spain how many sleep still mums in spain That's how many sleep still mums in Spain. That's how many sleep still mums in Spain. So you know, Stacey, I bought some magazines to look at, like Red and Cosmopolitan and Hello, just to get me up to speed on what people are talking about recently. And uh, I don't quite remember which magazine it was, but it says that... uh, penetrative sex is now out of fashion it's on the decrease penetrative sex yes and
1: that's just for spring summer is it
0: (laughs) well it's nice to see that for once i'm on trend (laughs) now i don't usually bother with any celebrity news and definitely not something to do with jeremy carl so i think he's a careful you don't want to be done for slander but anyway Mm. there's a report in the newspaper that says He's just flew back from Barbados with his new girlfriend. But he flew back in first class and his new girlfriend sat in a cheaper seat. He's um just divorced his wife last year. And this person that he's now with is his three kids' former nanny. And uh, they was just seen enjoying a sun-soaked holiday in Barbados, which is lovely. Yeah, it sounds idyllic. But it's claimed that as they came home, the chat show guy, Jeremy Kyle, he carried on in the luxury seats, but he's left his lover at the back of the plane. A fellow passenger said to the son that they saw him on the flight chatting to the girlfriend. He got her settled into a seat and then he went to first class and she stayed there. And he didn't come back to see her the whole flight. Uh, he saved £6,000 on the seat by putting her at the back. See, I don't
1: have a problem with this, especially if he's just been through a divorce. He needs to save all the money he can. But maybe while they are in Barbados, he made her take a lie detector test and found out she was just after his money. So he downgraded her to economy class
0: for the flight home. That's... um. Jeremy Kyle there. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Please alike here for Stacey's commuter tale.
1: So, Mum, as you know, every day I commute between Reading and London. Yeah. And, in fact, I started a, a Twitter account a couple of years ago telling people all about the annoying, weird, wacky things and people that I encounter on my... Uh, everyday adventures if anyone wants to follow me directly I'm at commute club on twitter so this week on the train um, I saw something which I've never actually seen happen before especially in the morning Uh, the previous train was severely delayed so there were lots of people waiting on the platform as we pulled into Maidenhead Station, yeah. uh, there was one seat left empty in the middle of the carriage and I could see an older lady, she was probably about 60 years old, come charging down the aisle one way and a younger woman speeding from the other direction they both got to the seat at the same time the older woman pushed the young woman out of the way
0: (laughs) oh goodness she
1: physically pushed her away from the seat and hissed it's mine is that the truth commuting is a dangerous business I'm lucky to get to work in one piece.
0: That rough giraffe pod tweeted
1: to me. Find us on
0: Facebook when you are free. You never know, it might be read for all to listen and up your street cred this is about it it's time we went i've um very much enjoyed doing our podcast this is like our first really real podcast i've become a podcast addict and now i'm actually a podcaster in a very short space of time
1: well thank you for agreeing to do a podcast with me
0: i'm going to be bringing a list next time of a few of the podcasts that i've been listening to that i think are excellent Uh, and uh, so anybody out there who likes listening to a podcast maybe i've got a couple in my list that uh, you've not tried yet and possibly anybody out there can write or tweet in telling me what their favorite podcast is that would be good
1: Yes and since I've started promoting the podcast on Twitter I've had a lot of great support from some other podcasts so if you are looking for some good podcasts I would advise you to search for the hashtag poddenfamily or tripod that's t-r-y-p-o-d because there are some really great podcasts out there that maybe don't get such high ratings on itunes but still very listenable and we will be recommending some as we go
0: along and don't forget if you want to make any comments about the program i don't care if it's positive or negative just to know that somebody was out there that would be lovely
1: yeah it'd be good for some people listen and can give us some good reviews on itunes
0: we've got a facebook page haven't we Stacey?
1: yeah so just search for rough giraffe podcast on facebook and follow us there and we've got twitter so you can tweet us on twitter what's the address for that it's at rough giraffe pod so please follow us it'd be great to hear from you and if you have something to say that's going to take more than 140 characters then you're more than welcome to send us an email and our email address is rough at gmail.com
0: it's going to take me about three years to remember it
1: I'm going to get a t-shirt printed for you with all the details on and I'll have them printed upside down so all you have to do is look down at your chest and you'll be able to see our Twitter handle and
0: our email address I don't even know how to do Twitter yet So Stacey, this is where I leave you and go back to my life with Belle the Lovely Dog and I shall talk to you again next week
1: And next week we'll be able to reveal the answer to who's not coming to dinner and don't forget to get your answers in on Twitter. And we'll also have the results of the poll of the week. Which one of mum's three biscuits will be victorious?
0: It's been very enjoyable. I think I should do a podcast with each of my children to ensure that I talk to them at least for one hour a week.
1: <laughs> Is this your way of telling me that I've been
0: replaced already? <laughs> um, I'm saying nothing. Well, thank you, Stacey. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed our first podcast very much and uh, I look forward to doing it again next week. Yeah, I'll give you a call next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad With mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody won't feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast